People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Hello girls and boys, and gather round for the first chapter of the Haunted Counties of England episodes. Oh, you're all eager to go, I'm sure you are. We are? Yeah, we are quite Actually, excited. we're looking forward to it. I am we? quite looking forward to it. So this week, we're starting with the county of Bedfordshire. So, Bedfordshire is a ceremonial county in the east of England, and it borders four other counties. They are Cambridgeshire, Northamptonshire... Buckinghamshire and Hertfordshire. It is the 14th most densely populated county in the UK, uh, sorry, in England, and has two main towns. They are Luton and Bedford, respectively. Now, the first recorded case of Bedford being used as a name was in 1011 AD, and it was the name Baden Forskir, okay, which basically means Badersford. Or river crossing. So Ford being crossing. Yeah, Yeah. so that's where it comes from. Um, The county is steeped in so much history, I would say pretty much paranormal activity is a given in in a county this old. So we'll begin with one of the most famous stories there is uh, in the county, and that is from the small market town of Leighton Buzzard. Now, Leighton Buzzard is in central Bedfordshire, and it has a population of around 37,000. So it's a, it's a fair-sized town for the UK. Now, this incident involves a man named Roy. Now, Roy was driving his van in the area, the area of Leighton Buzzard by Pedders Lane and Station Road, where he noticed a young man hitchhiking. Roy offered a lift to this pale-faced man. He said described him as having a very pale face, dark hair and the man was described to have an unusually long face the man did not speak to roy but merely pointed in the direction of which he wanted to travel roy obliged drove in the direction he pointed now midway through the journey roy turned to the gentleman to offer him a cigarette but the man had vanished roy stopped the car to look for any sign of the man but there was nothing no noise no evidence of a hitchhiker, no human activity, nothing. So do you think you would be brave enough to pick up a hitchhiker in Leighton Buzzard? No. No, me neither. Now, just to the north of Leighton Buzzard is an even smaller town. Uh, It's a town called Amptill. Now, Amptill is steeped in history. Uh, it dates back to having a castle in the 15th century called Amptill Castle. And it was built by Sir John Cornwall. Now, the, castle, the castle, unfortunately, no longer exists, um, but there is a great cross that was erected there in the 1770s, which marks the spot of where the castle used to stand. It's now in a place called Amptill Great Park. 
The castle was actually a favourite of King Henry VIII, he visited there many times and his wife Catherine of Aragon actually lived at Amptill Castle from 1531 until her divorce from Henry in 1533. Now on this site in particular there have been many reports of a figure that resembles the shape of a knight. Now these reports do vary, there are some that say that the knight is dressed in all black, there are some that say the knight is clad in full armour with a very bright coloured sword and a lance, and there's even a policeman's report from 1965. Now this one, he does suggest that there is a vague shape in the park, okay, so that's not really, um, I wouldn't say that's a concrete yeah, evidence, but all of the reports do have one thing in common and that is that this apparition was definitely on horseback right okay all of the reports also testify to the man riding towards the stream and disappearing by the stream Also in the town of Amptill, there is a place called Horton House. Now this was originally built as a dower, or a dower house, um, and that's basically just a, a house, essentially, for, for, a, for, a, for a dowager, or a posh woman. Yeah. So this was originally built in 1615 and is now a grade one listed home. Um, it's a ruin of its former self. So that's why it's a grade one. Um, it was built for Mary Herbert Dowager, Countess of Pembroke. Now, Mary died from smallpox just after the creation of the house. So she did leave the, live there for a little bit, but she passed away. The house was passed on to a family called the Bruce family in 1624. And Thomas Bruce, in particular, had to leave England and his family home uh, during the English Civil War due to his loyalties to the Crown and James II. So when Oliver Cromwell yeah. won, he uh, he obviously had to leave. Uh, he was exiled. Uh, he never actually returned to the property, and unfortunately for his family, the property was sold in 1739 to a man named John Russell. Now, uh, John Russell was the fourth Duke of Bedford, and the house passed to his grandson. Now, it didn't pass to his son, because his son, uh, also called John Russell, actually died of a hunting incident in the grounds of the of the castle, the castle, sorry, of the house. So he died on the grounds, um, or he died, he died on the grounds. But they believe his body was returned to the property. Mm. So he had an accident. Makes sense. He was returned to the property. They don't know whether he died on the grounds or actually in the property itself, but. Uh, the property then passed to his grandson. Um, by 1794, however, the grandson had removed everything from the house, including the roof. Right. No idea why he took the roof, but he took everything out of the house. Uh, so when he died without an heir in 1802, the house was just left as a ruin. Now, it is possible that Mary Herbert died in the house, and like I said, very possible that John Russell Jr. also died in the house. A Halton house has been a paranormal hotspot for many, many decades, um, and there are lots of reports of people seeing a little girl standing in the doorway 
There were also many reports of people seeing and hearing a horse-drawn carriage pulling up. Uh, these reports have been described as full-bodied apparitions, um, dark shadowy figures, but figures that quickly disappear once they're spotted. Now, Clop Hill is a, an even smaller town. There's a, it has a population of under 2,000. Um, and it was Clop Hill was even reported in the Doomsday Book of 1086. So, it's a very small place um, and is home to a very, very haunted church. Now, this church is called the Church of St. Mary the Virgin or St. Mary's Old Church. It has two different names. Now, this church... Uh, was actually built in the 1350s but was replaced in the 1840s now unfortunately the church has fallen into disrepair but the paranormal activity at it is still very high the church has actually been abandoned for around 170 years and it has been the victim to some quite obvious things like vandalism looting things like that but more interestingly, in the 1960s, it was actually a location for satanic rituals. Yeah. So the vast hauntings that happen at this church now are put down to the fact that black magic and satanic practices happened um, in, in the premises. There are reports of people seeing uh, dark shadows and mysterious hooded monks walking inside and outside of this place of worship. Another suggestion to the eeriness around the property is that although there was obviously some dark magic practice there, the church actually faces west. Now most churches faced east, they, they face the rising sun um, and it's supposed to be a symbol to turning towards the light and the life of Christ. So it's suggested that by facing away from the sun is turning away from the light and actually facing the gates of hell. Mm. So yeah. So yeah. So that would explain why there are some very creepy figures walking around Clock Hill. No, I don't know. Maybe they just started building it and realised they got the wrong way around. It's like, shit, it's too late to go back now. Yeah. Could be that. and I mean, maybe that has something to do with the reason the satanic rituals were there in the, the 60s maybe they realized that actually this church is facing the wrong way we're going to move to the most populated town in bedfordshire now which is luton now Luton is not an extremely old town but it is the highest populated town in Bedford uh, in Bedfordshire sorry but it is home to some very creepy goings on uh, one of these is at a place called Wardown House now this is a private residence that was built in 1872 so in the grand scheme of things it's quite a modern building uh, it was actually turned into a Victorian museum in 1931 and a museum that is still in use today so what it does it's a museum now that uh, shows Victorian life and it shows a lot of things that um, basically tried to keep up with the decor from the 1870s 
Um, Wardown House is a Grade 2 listed building um, and has got quite a rich history considering it's a, it's a modern-ish property. So it was started off as a family home, but in World War One, it actually became a hospital for wounded soldiers. Um, and now, obviously, it's gone into a museum. So it has a very spooky history. Now, one of the reports from Wardown House was that late night, there were two workers called out to do some uh, heating repair on the property. Now, they were walking through the property and they saw a woman in a dark dress carrying a lot of keys on a keyring, like a janitor. Um, and this, this key was attached to her belt. They watched her walk up the staircase and they attempted to follow her. When they got to the top of the staircase, she had vanished. Now, it was confirmed by staff the following day that no one else was in the building that evening. So I doubt very much they returned that evening to finish off the work. There have been many reports in this property of disembodied footsteps, temperature drops and the uneasy feeling most people get around paranormal activity and all of these seem to be focused around that staircase. So they all tend to be in that one particular area of the building. Now there is a tale that suggests there was a Victorian housekeeper um, who drowned herself in a lake nearby after being jilted by her lover but nobody knows who this woman is or if it's her footsteps that can be heard in the darkness i would also assume that a housekeeper probably doesn't carry a ring of keys so there must be another no, story they, they would you reckon yeah i would say so yeah hmm. they would have to have access yeah so yeah so it could be this this woman we don't know i mean I mean, what's good about that is the detail, you know. When people think of ghosts, they think of this wispy, white, you know, smoke-like thing. Mm. Yeah, not always, you know. Like obviously, in that example there, those guys saw someone that you know is as clear as you sitting, yeah, as close to me now. You know, if you had a bunch of keys, I'd see them. Yeah. Um, you know, that's fairly lifelike. So. I think that's that's what sort of hits it, and I, yeah. you know, that like you say, you know, you don't always know who who the who the ghosts are. No. Um, so for this one, we're actually going to go to um, probably the most famous town in Bedfordshire, and that is the town of Bedford. Um, so Bedford is the second biggest town, um, and this was it was actually founded on a river. It was founded on the River Great Ouse, so Bedford, the ford of the river, that's where the, the town gets its name. Now this town is is extremely old. It predates medieval England. Um, and it's thought to have been the burial place of King Offa, who was the King of Mercia. So this was before England even became England, you know, where it was split into... Yeah, still yeah. so this is an extremely old town. Bedford is is, is really old. Um, in contrast to that, 
This haunting actually comes from an extremely modern building. It actually comes from a cinema. So, Cineworld, on Aspects Leisure Park in Bedford, stands on a ground that was once Noonan Priory. That's your problem. A mo- yeah, a monastery built in the 12th century. Although this multi-complex is now home to families looking for fun days out, it was once the home of robe-wearing monks. A legend says that Noonan Priory has left its very spooky past inside the Cineworld cinema. Both visitors and staff have reported seeing ghostly figures in the shape of hooded monks wandering around the complex. A Noonan Priory was founded in 1165 by Simon de Beauchamp after one of his monks was accused of murder and they were forced to leave their parish of St. Paul's Church in the town centre and they were forced out to this uh, outskirts of town. In 1348, the Black Death came along and killed most of the inhabitants of Noonan Priory, if not all of them. And this led to the, the rapid decline of the monastery. When Henry VIII became head of the church, the priory was signed over to him. And in 1540, when he took it on, he was unable to save it. Now, they actually pensioned off all the monks. They gave them a payout and told them to leave. And the priory had a few more owners after that, but none of any real interest. It sort of was essentially on its decline and it became a dilapidated building. Um, And then it was destroyed and replaced. Now, in the Cineworld complex itself, screen four and the toilet are the main focus of activities for the hooded monk spirits that live there. Many cold spots and strange sounds are reported in these two locations. The doors of screen four have violently swung open of their own accord, even when they are bolted shut. Customers have spoken about scratching noises and even the feeling of ghostly hands brushing past them and touching their legs in the middle of the cinema. Seat 8 on the first row apparently refuses to stay upright. So cinema seats normally ping back upright. This one refuses to stay up. It's constantly pushed down. People have heard chains and whispers in the dark even when the screen is empty and there is no film playing. So when the crew is in there, probably cleaning up or or just generally walking around, making sure there's no one in there, um, they can hear chains being rattled and whispers and things like that in the darkness. Um, There is a report of a man who hung himself from a tree in the grounds of the old priory, which happens to be exactly where screen four is on the map. So some reports suggest that even before it was a cinema, so these are some of the elderly people that live in Bedford who remember what it was before it was a cinema, and they've actually reported that before it was a cinema, it was a swimming pool or a leisure centre. Um, and they said that in there were stories from that leisure centre that probably date back nearly 100 years now um, of the lockers in the 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 swimming pool and the swimming baths being violently slammed shut during the night so do you think that you would potentially want to go and see a movie in screen four or or even well, if you're into horror movies i mean that would be pretty good wouldn't it or or even sit on uh 
row a. seat eight row a i'm not sure yeah i like how the monks are in the toilet though yeah i, I think yeah. that's a bit yeah i suppose that could be where could be where their toilet was in the monastery well, i don't know either that or they're just absent for that long <laughs> yeah <laughs> they've been holding it in yeah. So I'm going to stay with Bedford for this one, um, and we're actually going to to talk about probably one of the most famous um, ghost stories. I thought I'd finish Bedford with probably the most famous one, uh, and that is the ghost of Black Tom. So this is not the Marvel character, because there is a Black Tom in Marvel. This is no, no. Well, this is Black Tom. He was a highwayman, so very much like Dick Turpin. But Black Tom was, I would say, a modern-day Robin Hood. Right. So he was quite loved by the people of Bedford, um, and they even petitioned when he was caught to have him uh, released. Yeah. So this is at the junction of Tavistock, Union Street, and Clapham Road. Okay. And this is... It's now a roundabout, but it used to be the gallows for Bedford. Oh, yeah. Okay, it was an execution and burial site for the 19th century highwayman. Black Tom was actually buried with a stake driven through his heart to prevent his return. And this is because when he was caught, he actually went for a drink. With He um, was, was allowed one last drink. And he said to the landlord, um, they took him away halfway through his drink. So they said, you know, he was drinking, I think it was a glass of wine. And he was hanging it out. Yeah, of yeah. course he was. Hanging the bag out. Yeah, yeah. and he, he wouldn't go. You know what I mean? No, I wouldn't want to go either. <laughs> um, so he he was drinking his wine. He didn't finish his wine. No, and he didn't pay for it. Obviously, so he well, said why would he? no. So he actually <laughs> said to the landlord, "I'll be back to finish that drink." Right, and that's why they put a stake through his Pretty heart. Sure, he didn't. Yeah, because he used sure. to do that with vampires, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So they they didn't want him to return yeah. from the dead. Now, he was a highwayman, like I said, he used to rob people, um, he never actually harmed anybody, so this is one of the stories of him, he never actually well. hurt, this is one of the stories, so this is this is a legend story, um, and they say that he never actually harmed anybody, he never killed anybody, um, and he always let women go, so if he um, went for a carriage and there was a lady in the carriage, he'd let the carriage go. Struggle um, days, then, wouldn't he? Yes, um, so he was... I suppose a gentleman thief, if you want to go with that story. Um, and a lot of the money he stole, he actually gave back to the people. Um, he was, like I said, he was he was a modern-day Robin Hood. You Not know, the he, people he stole it from, though. No, no, he gave it to the poor. <laughs> and that's why he was quite well-loved, but he wasn't very rich. So you, although you, you would assume a highwayman stealing money is going to be quite rich, he wasn't that rich. Now, back in these, these days, you could pay off the jailer. So if you, to get yourself some bail, to get bail, so this is where like bail started, you could pay the jailer, and the jailer would let you go. Yeah. Um, now his punishment should have been to have been sent to the colonies, or um, to be sent to Australia, or something like that. He, he Basically, what he'd done was not worth the hanging that he got. 
So when he was arrested, there was a big petition for him to be released, uh, for him to get a lighter sentence, but he didn't have any money to pay the jailer, and therefore the jailer didn't tell the judge, and his sentence was carried out. Um, When he was hung, um, obviously he, he actually... He was hung very quickly. So a lot of stories in these days were um, slow hangings where they would just tie him up and just let him dangle until they died. And this is where people would come and pull on the legs um, to kill him. Yeah, Yeah. Um, this was a a quick drop um, and break the neck. Um, So this was a story of Black Tom. This is how he died. Um, In the 1960s, in broad daylight, Witnesses claim to have seen a gruesome figure with a broken neck staggering down the road um, who vanished into thin air seconds later. Yeah, there are also stories that from the 1990s of a couple that saw the same thing but just assumed they did they weren't from Bedford, they didn't know the story and they assumed that it was a, a drunk man in fancy dress. Because they saw obviously the old-fashioned clothing, oh, the and old, yeah, yeah. he's staggering because he's got a broken neck. So there are some real scary stories with this. There's a, a possible sighting of Black Tom uh, near a private residence on Gladstone Street. This is in the mid 1980s, um, and a man awoke to find what he thought was an intruder in his bedroom. Um, the shouting man uh, woke his ma- woke his wife. Um, and both witnesses said that they saw a dark, shadowy figure in a black coat and a floppy hat to the opposite side, like a floppy hat to one side of his head, um, and his head was tilted. And they were, again, they said that they were unaware of the Black Tom legend at the time. So they'd seen a man with sort of his head tilted to one side, a floppy hat sort of almost, almost falling off his head, which I would assume would have been probably the bag that, or the camp, the, the hessian sack that's put over their head when they're hung maybe been in his clothes when he died yeah so that's um that's the story of black tom which i think is probably out of the the stories that i've i've found for bedfordshire i would say that is probably the most compelling that and the cine world so bedford to me has got to be the prime location in bedfordshire for any hauntings um i'd say clop hill is quite a famous one um, well, the and Cine World one with the, you know, that consecrated ground that, you know, it's been there through various different um, guises, building-wise. Yeah. And yet they've all had sort of consistent levels of poltergeist activity. So there's, you know... There's something there. And again, why is it always monks? And, monks? and I'm sure when we go through these, what is the 46 counties we're doing? 48. 48. I would say majority of those... I. I'm going to stick my neck out like Black Tom and I'm going to say I'm going to say that we'll probably find at least 20 20, 20 of, of those counties will have a monk story I would say more than that yeah unless you're talking the modern sort of like modern counties like uh, like Lincolnshire oh, well Lincolnshire's well, quite really, old but no there aren't any modern counties yeah. in that respect so no Merseyside's all, quite a modern monks. one isn't it mm. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out when we we'll get see. to it. We'll find out when we get say to all. it. I just said twenty, so we'll yeah. See. I think yeah. I would say put it. I would say I'm going to go with forty. I'm going to double you. I'm yeah. going to say there's going to be forty. No, I think every time we do a a monk story or mention monk, people at home should have a drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Every yeah. Every time monk is suggests is said on on the podcast, you'll have to have a drink unless you're driving. Don't yeah. don't drink and drive. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll drink with you anyway. Yeah. So that that is that is Bedford. Now there isn't that many stories in Bedford. There are lots of little stories, um, you know, like ghost, small ghost stories. But um, I thought for for a start that would be one of the better, like go with the big, the main stories that people know. Um, now I have actually spoken to my cousin today, so I mentioned this to you earlier. Um, now they actually owned a pub. Um, which is just on the border of Bedfordshire and Buckinghamshire. Now, I thought it was in Bedfordshire. Turns out it's actually in Buckinghamshire. It's just on the border. So that, she, uh, my cousin's actually got some stories from that pub. They were going to be in this episode, but they're not now. They're going to have to, they're going to have to go into the Buckingham one. So, um, this episode was going to be a little bit longer because we had some listener stories to come in. So, but like I say, that those little tiny stories they will be going. Yeah, you know, obviously, the, if you're listening to the um, the paid for show, either Patreon or Apple, then you've probably already aired those extra shows, cause, uh, those extra stories, because we would have put them in. Yeah, so, so we, if you're listening on the free, you've got you've you're, yeah, you've we, got the main bulk of the story. The main bulk of the stories there will be extra the episodes ones, yeah. or extra things added in to uh, to the patreon episodes so well just before we leave you for this episode we do have a well me and lee have come up with a brainwave um to give something back to to you guys um and that is through our tip jar that we have uh, which there will be in the show notes um i know a lot of people have have sent us money through that so thank you very much for those of you who have and um, we've come up with an idea um, and that is that if you enjoy the episode, uh, whatever episode it is, whether it's this one, whether it's all of them, whatever ones you enjoy, if you put 50 pence into the tip jar, which will go into a collection, and when we get to a thousand pounds in the chip, in the tip jar, the chip jar, in the t- <laughs> haven't even drunk yet, in the tip jar, we will be giving away um, a reward for one lucky listener so if you put uh, a pound in for example then your name will be entered twice if you put in two pound it'll be entered four times etc etc stop there because you'll, yeah. you'll lose the maths yeah yeah uh, <laughs> yeah i won't be entered. that's as far as my yeah. math goes um, and when we get to a thousand pounds we will be giving out a a t-shirt for bizarre tales and also a 100 pound gift card for amazon uh for for anybody so for 50p you have a chance of winning uh, a t-shirt and a 100 pound gift card and i would say the t-shirt is actually more valuable. i would say that yeah the yeah. t-shirt is far more valuable <laughs> than than the amazon gift card so that's that's the plan um so that will be in the show notes and for anyone who who puts puts it in we will put your name to one side this might take a few months to to do it um it also potentially could take a week it depends how how uh how many people decide to enter the competition so if yep. you want to enter it then it'll be in the show notes for yeah, you all you've got to do is just donate into the tip jar and yeah. you know if you appreciate what we do uh, obviously we're here to entertain. entertain if you you know all that was always said we've always said but if there's a story you want us to cover you know all that sort of stuff then mm. you know where we are uh, supernaturalpod at gmail.com or it is up on facebook let us know and you know we will we are try and give back you know what i mean so like yeah. i say if you if you can make a thousand pound in tips then obviously we're going to give some of it back yeah it's just the way it is so, absolutely and, um you know reward that generosity 
Yeah, and, and on another quick little note, just before we say goodbye to you all, um, we mentioned it in the last show, and that is just anybody who has a story uh, from any county. Uh, like I said, we, we will have a Buckinghamshire one coming uh, very soon. Um, that is the fourth episode, I believe, if my... Yeah, Bedfordshire, Berkshire, Bristol, Buckinghamshire. So it'll be the fourth episode in this uh, series. There will be um, a listener story, but if you are in any county in the UK, um, get us a story across, because it might take a month, it might take two months, but we will get your story on your county. Yeah. So Even if you've just heard like a local, local story and you want to voice it up, yeah, because you know, we'd love to get different accents from around the UK, especially mm. for our American listeners. I think that'd be quite interesting mm. um, to hear the contrast between, you know, north, south, west, east, even. Um, mm. So if you know if you want to voice that up, you can do it via Facebook Messenger. You yeah, know, that you can actually record a voice clip on there, and we can play that. And it's so a pretty good quality as well. It's not too bad, to be fair. Obviously, you can send it by email if you if you wish. It's not. It doesn't matter which, but. Or, you know, if you've got a particular favourite story from your county, you just want to share that, uh, you know, a link or, you know, maybe you've got a, a book or whatever it is, you know, if you've got the story and you write out and you want to send it, we'll include it. So, yeah, everybody listening in the UK lives in a county. So, m- majority of people, I would say, have heard something. So, there you go. That's our that's our call to arms, as it is it as it uh, should be said, I think. Yeah. So, thank you very much for listening. Obviously, next chapter will be Berkshire. Yeah. So you know, stay tuned for that. Um, additional content for these counties will go on to the Patreon and the Apple subscribers. So if you if you are a member on there and in the, the secret not so secret secret club is what we called it in the end it is yeah yeah if you are a member of the secret not so secret secret club then uh, you will be getting additional content so obviously that's another way you can support the show but again you know the tip jar is there and you, you know get a raffle ticket get yourself a raffle ticket yeah you never know you Do might it. get an am you might get am joint you might get the Amazon <laughs> <laughs> um, one of you will yeah one of you definitely will yeah. so. That being said, uh, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, we will see you on the other side. Well, they've gone. Oh, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back. They'll be back.